0: Hi, I'm Dirk Friel, co founder of Training Peaks, and you're listening to the Training Peaks Coach Cast. I'll be sitting down with expert endurance coaches and amazing athletes, each with special stories to tell. At its heart, Training Peaks is about helping you create the best journey possible towards your endurance goals. We hope these stories inspire you to get out there, train with purpose, and never be afraid to sign up for that next big challenge. Jen Rulon has been a triathlon coach for nearly 20 years and is owner of JenRulon.com. She holds a master's in kinesiology with an emphasis in exercise science. She is also a 15-time Ironman triathlete who qualified and participated in the 2017 World Championship in Kona, Hawaii. Jen launched her Monarch Mindset program in 2019 to help empower all women to harness their inner strength and find freedom through change. She is the author of Self-Motivation Strategies for Women, and be sure to check out her TEDx talk about becoming a champion in her own eyes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, when when did we last see each other?
1: Oh my gosh. Um,
0: Endurance Coaching Summit?
1: That's the only thing that I can think of. Like, was it, what, 2019?
0: Yeah, 19 or 18. Yeah, I, man, this is great. Um, thanks so much for, for coming on the show. No, thanks me.
1: for having me. Shoot, this is great. Yeah, I think it was 2019. Yep. Yeah,
0: the good old days of uh, having big events.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, when we can actually talk to people and hug them and, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, with it,
1: friends. <laughs>
0: exactly. So it's fascinating how you've evolved over time, your multiple careers. So Tell the listeners how you uh, went from a normal, quote, normal job and through your progression into coaching and now life coaching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your background.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. So, um, I've always been the goal getter, um, motivator type of thing, and and you'll see that throughout the uh, throughout the podcast and throughout my book. Uh, but I uh, my ultimate goal was to work. Um, I don't know if you even know this, jerk, but I my ultimate goal, my full time job for a long time, I worked uh, at SeaWorld. I was a marine mammal trainer. I, I
0: had did know that just from okay. in just from researching you going way back. So I, way I did back. see that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, So I told myself seventh grade, I was going to work with marine mammals and I did exactly that. And, um, so then in gosh, 2009, I realized that I did everything I wanted to do in my career at SeaWorld. Uh, I went back to school, got my master's in kinesiology, emphasize in exercise science, and then, you know, worked at Lululemon, you know, and stretchy pants while I was, uh, while I was going, going to school. And then, um, at that point I really stepped back in the triathlon space as an athlete, just because I had to focus so much on, um, on my schooling. And then, um, when I graduated, I was looking for all these quote quote unquote jobs, you know, I was applying for jobs and I was either overqualified or I wasn't in the right space. And finally it was 2013 when I was sitting on the the pier at right. Ironman world championship. And I said, I need to start JenRulon.com." I became a triathlon, you know, I was a triathlon coach for a long time, but then I really built the brand, built the business. Rulon racing, you know, came about as well. And then, and then I started getting asked um, and talked to about just uh, how I started my brand, how I started social media all that stuff, and that's where I've worked with y'all. Um, and then, and then I I retired from the Ironman space because I was like, I'm 48 years old, my body's exhausted. I'm um, I've done 15 Ironmans, I've been to Kona. Like, what else do I need yeah. to prove? Yeah. And um, long story short, is when I started my program for uh, women, and just really um, focusing more on how. To build the mindset that I have and how that can transfer over to other people.
0: Uh, do you have more than two books? I mean, I see life lessons of an of an Ironman athlete. Is that yeah? Yeah, I
1: do. You know, it's terrible because I really don't like talking about the first book because it was self published and it was a uh, rule on rules strength training in the triathlete. It's so not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a stepping stone to the better. It's-
1: it is it is it's a stepping stone so it's out there you know like i said i, I really should take it off the quote unquote shelf in amazon but um but then like the life lessons book was more about um i was being asked to speak and a lot of my speaking opportunities have been about my life lessons as an ironman triathlete so i just sort of threw it together to be honest with you and um it's out there you know Um, so yeah, so I, I technically have three out there.
0: Oh, okay. So I get the sense it's really about, so obviously life balance, you know, you talk a lot about Mm -hmm. the life balance and I mean, certainly triathlon is an all encompassing lifestyle, you know, it can, you know, do you see that often, you know, talk to us about the, you know, the, the importance of that life balance and well, and it's not just triathlon, but you know, we have cyclists, runners, all, you know, all kinds of athletes listening in, but you know, self-reflection on life balance is really what, you know, I I got out of this book.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I think, honestly, I think stepping away from the Ironman really made me realize how not balanced I was in life. Mm -hmm. I was all consumed because my job was my hobby. My hobby was my job, you know, and it got to a point where it was just way too much. And it was almost, you know, a lot of things suffered, you know, like I didn't see my family a lot. You know, it was always like, oh, I have to train. I have to train. I have to train. The, the one thing that I really learned when I did step away from the Ironman space was really realizing who else is Jen Rulon? She's not just a 15 time Ironman triathlete. She's way more than that. Like she's, um, you know, a daughter, a, an aunt, a sister-in-law, like she, she's a friend, she's a confidant. she's a coach. Uh, and so it made me really realize, um, how much more I am. And I think, um, that, you know, being consumed by trying to get to Kona, um, really did take a lot, um, of my space. Um, but, but I wouldn't change it for the world actually, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, it's ebb and flow. I mean, I think you go through phases of your life and there's lessons learned from each, each phase that, you know, obviously you were able to reflect on that and then put pen to paper and hopefully help, help people learn lessons before they, (laughs) you know, get in trouble. And I mean, I I, I think about, I mean, I was, I was a young athlete and lived at the Olympic training center. And when wow. I was 19, I, I moved to Europe and I was there for five years. And oh my gosh. I, like, I I learned through that sacrifice, like, wow, I want to get back to doing certain things in my life after I was professional. Yeah. And so I've really embraced even new sports along with cycling. Um, But, you know, I think through, I'd like, I'd love to have you walk us through this book which is actually a workbook
1: <laughs> it is a workbook i know you can't you can't just sit down and read it it's something like you actually have to like pull out a piece of paper and all that stuff so yes
0: i know i read it but i feel like that's like 10 percent of the effort right there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or one percent <laughs> right um and so you you outline hey draw this circle and you have the these i believe it was a seven life priorities and and you 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 have the reader um, think about each one of these areas of their life, and and mm-hmm. really at the end of the book, you 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 what you ask people to do is rank from one to ten each area and look yeah. at the weak areas and the low numbers and try and focus on those. So, um, I'd love to kind of go through each one of those life priorities, if you will, sure. and give us a little more depth and meaning to what what you're trying to describe, um, and when I think about COVID and going through this past now 13 months of it, I guess, um, you know, I've really lacked, um, connection to community. Yep. You know, yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to start there. What is that important? I mean, if you're an athlete, you're part of that community, right? Why do I need anything else?
1: Yep. Yeah. I think that was, I think, I think, honestly, I think COVID and the pandemic really taught us how important community is. I mean, we saw that with, um, you know, we saw that with the Black Lives Matter. We saw that with, um, you know, just so much stuff out there that people, when people become a community, they they have a voice, they, they need connection, and they need a bond. And I think with Last year, when a lot of us didn't race or a lot of people didn't race, um, a lot of people were missing that piece of community. And everybody was so sick of Zoom after after so many months because you just needed that human interaction. So when I talked about it, it just really talks about like what can you do in your community? Can you, um, whether it's in the triathlon space, whether it's volunteering, whether it's, you know, starting, um, a Facebook group of, you know, people, you know, maybe we don't have races to go to. Well, not yet. We're starting to get back. Right. Right. But, um, maybe, you know, like, look at the big teams out there and of, of triathlon teams and all that stuff. I'm not going to put anybody out there, but they get together on zoom. They do Zwifts together. Like that's huge. Like that is a community. And I think people really recognized how much they miss it.
0: Yeah. And I think getting part of a community outside of even your sport kind of yes. helps get you well-rounded and see you know you learn from different people that aren't in your core core group per se yeah. and it's like wow opens your eyes
1: yeah 100 and and i think too like yeah you're right outside of you know is there a place you could volunteer and help kids can you do you love animals can you go volunteer at a shelter um you know it's still being around people um and really maybe giving back and like i said i mean you know, um, I think athletes tend to be focused more on athletes, but like what else drives you? What else motivates you? You know, maybe you can go help with your kids, you know, in baseball games or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you, you had another exercise under community, which is you, you, you had us right inside the circle, what you're looking for in yes. a community and then outside the circle, what you're not looking for in that community
1: yeah so um i actually got that i think when i worked at lululemon i got something like from them and they said you know what do you want in your life what do you want in that community is it is it positivity is it animals is it older folks is it you know um you know do you want to volunteer at the veterans place do you do you want to start the community you know do you want to be the the leader type of thing or do you want to be the follower you know like you find out Like, even just in life, you know, you draw a big circle and you write in what do you want in your life? Like, what is what do you want in your community? And then you write on the outside, what do you not want in your community? You know, you don't want the negativity, you don't want bickering, you don't want, you know, you, you know, gosh, you can name it. You can name a whole bunch of things that you don't want, you know, but that's up to you for to decide, like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna spend your time? in a community that's going to bring you joy and not stress.
0: Yeah. So this will be a public, um, therapy session between you and myself. So I'll open (laughs) up and reveal my circles. (laughs) Um, I wrote inside the circle to elevate each other, looking for support, um, Mm -hmm. and to find inspiration was, was, I think a big, part of what i look for in in communities and outside the circle i was not looking for any solicitation or gossip
1: right.
0: you know and just that honest kind of openness and not the gossipy kind of stuff yes. which might be like perfect for a book club or the facebook group like you might right. that'd be that'd be an outlet for some people um yeah. just not just not for me And that kind of leads me to the next area, which I'll I'll bring up, this life balance. Um, And I'm looking for inspiration also within creativity. (laughs) And you write about creativity. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, Lord, I, yeah, I want to be more creative. Should I really start learning the bass again? You know, and my question to you is, do we all have to become an artist?
1: No, (laughs) it's so funny because, so I'll tell you all like the, um, They so the publisher put together this outline. And when I saw creativity, I sort of flipped out because I was like, I am not creative at all. Like I am not that. I don't know if you've ever heard the quote Pinterest mom. Like I Mm -hmm. have a friend that she goes on Pinterest and she will just nail it nail the mm-hmm. nail, the, the birthday party for her daughter. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, how do you do this? You know?
0: Right. So
1: when I wrote that chapter, I was really nervous, but it really flew with me. Cause I didn't really realize I, I am, I think all of us are very creative, but we just have to figure out like, where are we creative? You know? So no, you do not have to draw. You don't have to be, you know, but I think when it comes to creativity, I mean, maybe you're good at social media. Maybe you're good at making like stuff, you know, post or maybe you're a content creator. Um, gosh. Um,
0: well, I have yeah. one for you.
1: Yeah, go for I,
0: it. I get joy out of thinking about I, I've in, in in the mountains and I think about which trees I'm going to cut down. They're dead okay. and how I'm going to turn them into a cool fence. Ooh. And where the fence is going to go and the purpose of that fence and what kind of fence is it? And like, that gives me some joy, but it, it, yet it's like, I never thought of it as like this creativity.
1: That's that's so creative. Yes.
0: But there's too much snow right now to do it. But I, I I think about that (laughs) and that, that brings me great joy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think like for me, when I, I mean, I'm an ocean baby, I'm a, a beach baby, so I get so much creativity when I go to the beach when I Mm. my because I sit and I hear the waves and I just let all of that flow. I just let it flow. And I just like the other day I came up with when I was actually in Costa Rica, when I was launching the book, I actually I came up with um, I, I found a kettlebell and I came up with 12 exercises um, to put together Hmm. on, on video, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and all of a sudden, and so that's currently what I'm working on is just trying to get some workout videos out there. I mean, there's a ton, but people are always asking me, like, how do you do your workouts? It's like, Oh, I could put that together. And that that's the creativity side.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I found that in coaching, you know, I kind of liked, I mean, you have a blank canvas with somebody and, and, you know, you're coaching the individual. And if you're training, you should think about training plans tend to hit the middle of the bell curve, but you're either side of the bell curve. Right. And so what, you know, how, without going overboard, how can we create an effective training program and daily workout routine, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely see what you're saying, what you're getting at there. That's really cool. Um, next thing question is Mm -hmm. the spirituality uh, chapter so I, I won't bring preaching. go to the church like
1: right or is
0: it mindfulness or you know tell us more about the f- spirituality side of life yeah. balance
1: oh that come on that's a tough wonder no <laughs> i think everybody is different right when it comes to the spirituality whether it's a a church a house of god or whether it's you on your bike riding in the mountains like and I think and, – and and here's another thing. Some people may not believe in a higher power. Some people may not believe in God, and that's totally fine. But I always want to try to emphasize, like, trying to find that sole purpose of why you're on this earth. You know, like, mm. it's – the spirituality is super deep, right? Um, right? And I could have gone deeper, but we – we, the publisher and I were like, ah, it's so it's so hard because it's just a fine line because we just don't know where anybody's at. So I just sort of threw in some, you know, tips and tricks, but I think, you know, for me, um, I remember Ironman Florida, 2019, I was out on mile one and a half at, on surf drive. And I, and I could see it to this day. I looked out to the ocean and I said, God, I need two things from you. I said, either one, I qualify for Kona again. No ifs, ands, and buts. I'm first or second in my age group. Uh-huh. Or, number, or number two, I hit a PR and it doesn't matter where I finish. Um, yeah. And and then I'll hang it up. Like you. Right. And I said, I just need that answer from you. I crossed the finish line with a PR and I placed seventh in my age group and I said, (laughs) I'm done. Like, I mean that, but I asked for guidance, right? That to me was my spirituality. That's to me a great example of my spirituality. I asked for guidance and I got it.
0: Yeah. Super, super cool. I, you know, I think about it for myself. I mean, you mentioned ride bikes in the mountains, but I think it's for me, anything in the mountains or for you, it's the beach, mm-hmm. you know, getting mm-hmm. your feet in the sand or, you know, for me, just seeing the endless skyline right. of, uh, of peaks. That's like, wow, there's something beyond, yes. you, know, you know, work and riding bikes, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. And you recognize that though. And that's the beautiful thing about it. You recognize that. Wow. I have this opportunity to ride my bike out here. This is amazing, and all you have to do is say thank you. Like, <laughs> and that's—I mean—that to me, that's the spiritual side. You, you, you express gratitude.
0: It's funny. Your story down in Florida in the Ironman reminds me of mine, but it's completely opposite. <laughs> I, I did an Ironman, oh. and actually, almost this very same time as you, the ten forty-two. I think was your, mm-hmm. your, your, your time there in Florida mine was right around the same and i was like there's no way in hell i'm going to qualify for ironman and i hope i don't <laughs> and it was my last it was my last ironman so i set a pr oh, good for you my dad says i ran i did two ironmans in the same day my first and last
1: oh that's funny that's, so you were one and done
0: <laughs> yeah and i it was a bucket list it, you know yes, and, yeah, it was such a it was such a bucket list that i did it in south africa because I wouldn't know anybody there. Uh-huh. You know, nobody was there to really cheer me on. Um, and uh, it was like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Like I oh did it, gosh. you know, and it was yes. just this yeah. experience that I can just like savor. And I'm so happy I did that and bucket list. Um, yep. Yep. But you know, I didn't get that bug, but I have bugs in other areas of Sure. you know, training and racing that I continue to race. Um, but just not, not Ironman, but it was a definitely a great bucket list. Proud to have done it, but happy to have not done more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were the smart one out of the bunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So that leads us to the physical fitness and wellness. There I think, we go. Uh, we've, yeah. we've, uh, all kind of know more or less all about this. I don't we think do. all your readers of your book may be athletes, probably majority of them may not be, but, right. um, yeah, anything to be said around that life balance around physical fitness. And I mean, I guess wellness is more, wellness. just because you're a fast Ironman athlete does not mean you are uh, healthy per se.
1: Right, right. I mean, I um, it was interesting. At at the conference, um, at Training Peaks, uh, when I heard Stacey Sims talking mm. in 2019, you know, we were talking about like, you know, as women, if you're going through the perimenopausal, she's like, you mm-hmm. know, stop doing long, slow distance stuff and start lifting. And mm-hmm. when I heard that, like I made a shift um, in my head because I actually thought, okay, I'm six weeks away from my possibly my last Ironman. I'm like, I'm going to focus on my sleep. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. Like mm-hmm. I think like actually like my last, my really last like, hoorah! Was at the mm-hmm. Training Peaks conference, but of drinking, you know, like, and um, right alcohol. But like, I just was like, I was just shut. I like shut everything down. Like, I was focusing, like, I'm like, and you know, focusing on my water intake. So it wasn't just about the swim, bike, and run. It was about the nutrition side. It was about the sleep. It was about the mindset of like, how can I, you know, I I still like remember going out for my runs and thinking of Mike Riley telling me, okay, you know, Hey, Jen Lon from San Antonio, you know, you are an Ironman athlete and, you know, hands up in the air. So I think there's so many things beyond the swim, the bike, and the run. It was, you know, I really focused on sleep, uh, mental, and then eliminate the alcohol.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And that was worth it. I take it.
1: So worth it. It just confirmed. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, um, I've been, uh, I've stopped drinking since uh, uh, December 2019. Wow. Inspiration. Yep. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And, okay, so moving on to family. Yeah. Being in a good place with family or, you know, or, or it is what it is or, you know, tell us more about your thoughts there.
1: Uh I think. I think family, um, so in the family space in the book or personal relationships, I actually wrote that one in Avon, Colorado. Like we went up there and did a a workcation, uh, because Mm -hmm. we're in COVID. Right. Um, and I think, I think the family to me has got to be one of the hardest ones because the family, the partners, the husband, the wife, you know, um, they love you, but they're, they they love you for you, but they also see you at your worst too, mm-hmm. you know? And so whether, whether they can handle that or not, that's for them to decide whether they can handle that or not. So I think the family part um, can be challenging when it comes to life balance because you are dealing with other human beings, right? Um, by all means, I am not perfect. Like when it comes, when I looked at my priority pie, like I solid on my physical health solid on my creativity solid with my work my spirituality but i can tell you my family was pretty low on the totem pole
0: yeah i think about the balance with family and obviously work and and um training and racing but when i start to get frustrated of oh lord you know, I have to do such and such with the family and that's going <laughs> to mm-hmm. cut my workout. Yeah. I then have to turn it around and find a positiveness. Like yes. I, I have found, I love point to point training, um, you know, riding my bike oh, yeah. 50 miles from one place to another and I'll pack the bike in the car and we'll, we'll go do whatever the errand may be. Oh, actually my, my last time I did this was for the COVID shot. We had to go to Greeley, Colorado, which is okay. some 60 miles or so north of Boulder. Okay. And I packed the bike and got the shot and then I rode home.
1: Oh my you God, know? genius.
0: Yeah, my, my wife and daughter went to some restaurant that they wanted to hit up and I was right. fine not, not doing that. But you know, can, can I turn this around into a, you know, a positive? You can't always do that, but I, right. I, you know, I found in the family really like, uh, um, that's fine with them you know, yes. like they're going to, they're going to drive an hour anyways. So I, you know, I'll be home a couple hours after they get home. So that's one strategy I've taken on to try and, um, have the life, you know, the balance with the family.
1: Yeah. I think too, like, I think I've realized, like, I remember, um, yeah, I, it was that same, I think it was that same year of Florida. I went up to visit my niece and my brother and sister-in-law in Michigan. And I was like, oh my God, you know it's my last you know my last ironman blah blah right, blah right right you know that whole like and i'm like okay so Guilt. they have a Pel- they have a peloton and you could run mm. in the fall weather this is perfect you know and that's exactly what i did you know i yeah. pulled back on the cycling and the swimming but i focused more on the run and and family time and that was yep. great
0: yeah i also bought my wife an e-bike
1: oh so- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: The problem is every time now I have to motor pace because she she goes so damn fast uphill.
1: (laughs) That's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Career, you know, um, your purpose. You know, what I liked is you talk about, you know, does it reflect your values? You know, does your career, you know, reflect your values? And that's pretty deep, you know, and and to, to be thinking about that. And does it mean a career change or... I mean, you know, work is such a large part of our lives, so hopefully those two match up.
1: Yeah, because I talked about values, um, and we'll probably talk about the emotional side. So I talked about values just as you are as a person, right? And then, you know, if you go to a job, and all of a sudden you're recognizing that those values aren't lining up, that's something you really do need to look at. Um, I think something that, you know, that I've seen with a lot of my women clients, they they've recognized, they're like, my values are very different from my personal to my work. And so, and I go, is that, I'm like, is that what you want? And a lot of them are like, no. And I'm like, well, how can you change that? Right. And so I don't expect them to like quit their jobs at that, that time, but it's something I want them to think about and really focus on like, hey guys or ladies or whoever, like, you know, maybe your maybe your um, your values are passion, um, inspiration. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. Right, but well, go ahead. I, Do you have something? Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I, I think about it's all coming back to me in our our session together. <laughs> you being my uh, therapist here, but my, my wife's a realtor, and you know she's not per se into it for the selling, but it's really to help families and and help them in their next stage of their life and so she brings that value whereas certainly there are lots of agents out there where it's all about the numbers and sell 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 and hitting the new goal and being the best and you know but that's not why you know she's into it but i can see where you could potentially take a job or a career and kind of come at it from two different angles
1: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm i mean because when I, you know, at, at seventh grade, when I said I was going to be a marine mammal trainer, I, I I, got, like, when I first got to SeaWorld, I got paid $6 an hour,
0: <laughs> you know? Right.
1: And that was in 1998, and I was like, woohoo, you know? Right. And uh, I just remember, you know, but I wasn't there for the money. I was there for those animals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then you mentioned it, emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, I got... Mm-hmm quite a few kind of bullet points here. Um, you know, first thing was learn to let go.
1: Oh yeah. Do you want me to elaborate on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now don't get me wrong. I I have my moments of holding on to things a lot, but I mean, I, cause I'm human, but I think the biggest thing that I learned in my Ironman world was when I stopped focusing and obsessing about Ironman Kona is when I qualified. Mm. I just let it go. I said, you know what? And my, my, my coach, Brandon Marsh at the time, he was like, he goes, you're, you're, you're racing Kona before you even get there. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, you have to qualify first, you know? So once I finally let it go, that I was like, all right, that's not my focus. My focus is Ironman Texas or Ironman Florida, whatever that might be. Um, when I let it go is when I recognized how it came back to me. Um, same thing with my my business and my branding. I, um, once, once I stopped focusing so strongly on, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to overwork. But when I stopped doing it, oh, guess what? I got I got a book deal, you know. Right.
0: And then uh, there was a little exercise about write about when someone hurt you, and Ooh. then and then burn it.
1: Uh huh. So the uh <laughs> that I got that a lot from like the spiritual side of things, you know. But yeah, there's um, I. I wrote out a list of people who like, quote unquote, did me wrong, or I was mad at like even my mom and my dad and my brother and ex boyfriends and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And once I started recognizing like, you know, people that took me out of money in my business, I mean, God, you can name a list of things, right? Um, But once I started, like, once I wrote it out, I was like, okay, why are you mad at them? Like, what did, okay, they were dealing with their own stuff at that time. You know, I think about my dad and my mom, like, oh, my God, they were, what, 21, 23 when they had me? And here uh-huh. they're trying, you know, like. yeah. And I tell my mom that all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, how'd you do it? <laughs> like, um, yeah. But I think I think once you start to recognize that the anger that you have towards those people is only hurting you, and not them they don't know um, it's only hurting you and once you like once you take that list and you put it in the fire you're like you know what my anger no longer serves me towards right. them and yep. yeah it's very powerful
0: yeah well we got to end emotional health on a on a on a positive note um, Yes. <laughs> right about right about when you felt happy and you know and you said intentionally remembering the good stuff to not just the bad I love that, you know, and like that builds momentum. It can build confidence Mm -hmm. that those good things, you know, happened and there, there, there's more of them to come.
1: Very much so. I mean, I think we all go through the down, we all go through junk in our lives. Like, but we also have to remember there's always going to be that rainbow and that sun on the other side. I know that sounds very cliche, but I think, Oh, I remember going through some dark, dark times, and I thought, "How am I going to get out of this?" And here I am, and I'm doing just fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. Over the weekend, I I'm a big time skier, so springtime is awesome. (laughs) Awesome skiing here in the Rockies. And person I skied with, they made a comment. They're like, "Wow, I just can't believe people during COVID stopped exercising. How do you how do you not? And like." there's so much extra time and it was kind of good in a way, but I just can't really, how, how did people just like not exercise? But, you know, you, you put yourself in another person's shoes and, you know, the stress just the stress, alone yeah. can keep you from finding the motivation. And there's certainly yeah. a lot of people out there that are still, you know, we're not done with COVID. We're not a hundred percent normal again. Can we help people? Find that motivation. What might be a couple first steps Ooh, to get things amazing. going again?
1: Yeah. Oh, I like that. I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, there's some people that didn't have jobs, you know, like that's,
0: right. Yeah. you know, they
1: lost their job. Like that's, of course. you know, where's the money coming in, you know? Right. So of course, um, finding that why, like what what wakes you up? And this is very popular, Simon mm. Sinek's TEDx right. talk. I'm sure right. everybody talks about it, but you know, I talked to my mom and, and she's like, I don't have time to exercise. And I'm like, yes, you do. Like you're retired. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, you want to be around for Taryn, my niece. And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, that's your why mom like that, you know, like, you know, even a, a grandma finding her, her desire to be better because she wants to be around for her grandchild's graduation or wedding or whatever that might be, you know? Um, but then I also think going back to the very first topic we talked about was community. Mm-hmm. Having people that are going to lift you up and not bring you down. Like, you know, if you're, if, you, if you're trying to lose like 10, 15 pounds and you need to start walking again, maybe find somebody that will walk with you. I have a friend that had to do a 50K run and she's like, can I use you for 5K? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go run with you. So we just took our, I mean, she was in Arizona. I was in Texas and I ran with her for a 5k and we were on the phone the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, but she, and so I think people can really reach out to those like, Hey, I I need to go for a walk. Anybody want to go with me? And they just jump on a call and you start talking and you start walking, you know? Um, I think so finding that why in community will be a big factor.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to compare yourself to others no. as well. No, You know, getting that for just the first step is the hardest part.
1: It's but, but Dirk, it's the hardest part for all of us. Yeah. Even, I mean, there are times, I mean, this morning I was like, gosh, I just really want to sit on the couch and not go work out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but I mean, we all have those moments. We all have those days, you know, uh, but for the most part, it's, I mean, it's part of, it's my non-negotiable and I think that's another thing that, you know, I don't think I talked much about that in the book, but, you know, find out oh, what's right. your non-negotiable in in your life and and don't stray off of that.
0: Yeah, building up those, those habits that you work around yeah. um, tend to work out in the long term, but they can be tough to get started on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Help. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, there's so much more in there. Like I said, I probably did 1% of what's needed, but you have to go back to the book and do the worksheets and kind of develop it. And it's like every evolving process.
1: Yeah. I actually, you know? um, hired somebody to do a little workbook for, for hmm. the book. So it's almost done. So wow. I'm really excited about that. Yeah.
0: Ah, Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, everybody should go check it out. Self-motivation strategies for women and what was the website or Instagram? How can well, you can go to Amazon
1: you? for the website, for the, for the book. Okay. But uh, Instagram is coach Jen Roulan. And if, if you want me to sign seal and have the uh, United States deliver it, I can, uh, the United States Postal Service deliver it. I can do that as well. So um, just go to coach Jen Roulan on Instagram or Jen at dot which is, which I now am. Um, I'm updating my website. So that's, that's a mess in itself, but you know. <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Jen.
1: Thanks, Dirk. Appreciate you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Training Peaks Coachcast. For more episodes, visit trainingpeaks.com slash podcasts. Please head on over to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you find your podcast to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Until next time, get out there, train with purpose, and never be afraid to sign up for that next big challenge.